0: Get that water out of the goddamn huddle. i tell you when you get a f***ing water break. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips.
1: I'm Molly Bay.
0: Today is August 27th, 2019. We think 12 days to kick off. We're sitting here trying to do the math. Can't quite get it right. It's soon. Well, 12 days will be September 8th.
1: All right, let's go with that then. Sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, it'll work. Anyhow, <laughs> September 8th, that's kickoff few more days. Fact check, follow-ups. Follow-up. We're going to talk about the practice squad a little bit. Bruce Arians had said in his last press conference that game four is going to be really about finding practice squad players. He said there's 10 spots available. That's how many people are on the practice squad. Oh,
1: is that what he meant?
0: I'm pretty sure. Everybody else took it as there's 10 roster spots available, but no. Yeah. It's got to be the 10 practice squad players.
1: Interesting. So he knows the roster already? He said I think he said so. that weeks
0: ago. Yeah. He was like, I've got the guys ready. I can cut everybody I need to cut now. Right. But the practice squad includes ten players. That's additional to the fifty-three rostered starter or rostered players. The minimum salary is seven thousand six hundred dollars okay. a week, which okay. totals to one hundred twenty nine thousand two hundred for all seventeen weeks of the regular season. Now what brought all this up is Molly had asked if other teams could just take players from the practice squad i said yes now there is no maximum practice squad salary so theoretically you could pay these guys 100 million dollars a game if you want to yeah if you had a friend you wanted to give a lot of money to just put them on the practice squad pay them 20 million that
1: probably doesn't count towards the cap either it
0: does not count towards the cap at all okay now practice squad players are paid per week and can be released at any point during the season And they are free to sign with other NFL teams, assuming they're assigned to the 53-man active roster. So you can't sign a guy from one team's practice squad and put him on your on your practice squad. Okay. Unless he's first released by the other team. Now, a practice squad player cannot sign with their team's upcoming opponent unless they do so six days before the upcoming game or ten days if their team is currently on a bye week. It's amazing all the rules in the NFL.
1: Well, so then that prevents you from just picking a guy up. From your upcoming opponent using information and then releasing him.
0: I would assume that would be. It's probably a good idea they have that rule in there because that's exactly what would happen. Exactly. Guys would be thinking, hey, I'm getting picked up by this team to be a starter on the 53-man roster. And you are for a week and then they cut you.
1: Yeah, you're a spy.
0: And then, like you had asked, in order for a player to be signed to the practice squad after being released, a player must first clear through waivers. Gotcha. So there's that. Practice Squad 101.
1: All right. I like it.
0: Right here. Some
1: good information.
0: There's probably a lot more to it.
1: I'm sure. these, All the different positions and the contracts and all that is, I'm sure, just a league of its own.
0: Wasn't that a movie?
1: A league of their own? Yeah. I think so. Was that the baseball movie with Tom Hanks? With the women?
0: Might have been. Might have been. Funny movie. Not as good as football movies, though. Football (laughs) movies are the best. We used to have a list of football movies that we'd try to watch every year before the Season started. You know, we said we were going to do it. I don't know if we ever did. But I used to always watch any given Sunday to get boosted up for the season. Now, when I grew up, North Dallas 40 was the football movie. And if you watch North Dallas 40 and then you watch any given Sunday, and any given Sunday is, what, 20 years old now? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably older than that. The league's changed since then. But to see the difference in how football and football players were perceived in North Dallas 40 and seeing how they were perceived in – any given Sunday, it's mind-blowing. Totally different. Totally different. Because when I grew up, football players didn't make a lot of money. There wasn't really any free agency. You know, you got on a team, you were stuck on that team until they were ready to cut you. And it was a really a lot of, you know, you play injured. You know, everybody's hurt. Everybody's injured. And it's re- it was really about showing how tough you were. And also, the markets were not near as big. I mean, the NFL was a relatively big sport, but – You know, you didn't have these lucrative TV contracts and all the sponsorships and all that mess. So it wasn't marketed the same way. Now it's just so, so much different. So much different. If you ever get a chance, if you've never watched North Dallas 40, go watch that. And you can see what football was like back in the 70s. How the players were and acted and how they were perceived.
1: It was a lot different. I can remember like a party scene, I think. I don't remember a lot of it.
0: Yeah, it seems like all football movies have to have a party party scene. scene. I don't know what that's all about. (laughs) reception It's that,
1: a part of the game,
0: I guess. Yeah, NFL players are big partiers is what people like to think. But there? What are some other good... You know, that's something I want to uh, throw out there to all of my listeners. If you know of a good football movie, especially an obscure one, let us know. Because I love watching football movies. Remember the Titans. That's a really good one. I like that one, too. Yeah, I like that one, too. Uh, one of my all-time favorites that's kind of obscure is Everybody's All-American. With Dennis Quaid. Really good football movie especially what happens to players after they retire I thought that was really impactful
1: did we watch that one too I think we watched that one
0: oh yeah I, had, I was I'm, like you had to see this movie yeah because I
1: was thinking I remember the end of that mm-hmm. and I was thinking that was North Dallas 40 but I don't think it
0: no North Dallas 40 was not a feel good movie okay.
1: <laughs> everybody's all American came out the year I was born youngin <laughs> whippersnapper
0: heaven can wait was kind of a big one when I was a kid
1: Gosh, these are old
0: ones. There were a lot more football movies up at, up until about the two thousands. It seemed like around the two thousands when football.
1: Yeah, I think they didn't want to glorify it because of all the injuries and CTE. CTE. It's kind of become a. Um, they're just not pushing it the way that they used to.
0: No, there's Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. That's the one we talked about on the podcast where he's the walk-on from the streets. Philadelphia Eagles decided to hire a player oh
1: right I remember basically
0: from the streets Jerry Maguire show one. me
1: the money yep
0: classic lines necessary roughness Have the funny one you know I've never seen the blind side the movie with Sandra Bullock
1: are you sure I thought we watched it
0: nope never watched it huh. it's weird I don't know why I just never got around to watching it
1: it was too feel good you like a little complexity like a gritty, in yeah. your movies
0: I guess but you know that's me prejudging it yeah Sandra Bullock's good. I like her, and it was about the true story. The guy was he an offensive lineman? I think he was still in the league when this movie came out. Yeah,
1: didn't he say it was a little exaggerated? Like it didn't really happen like that.
0: Something like that.
1: But that's what always happens with these based on a true story. They oh yeah, they exaggerate everything. the you heck kind of out of it. Expect it. I
0: watched that movie the other night. Tag, a comedy with Jeremy Rayner, Ed Helms, and the guy from Mad Men,
1: John Hamm. John
0: Hamm. Cute movie, but I didn't know until the end that it was based on a true story. I was like, wow, check that out. But, of course, a lot of it was embellished.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> it had to have been. Uh, let me see The Last Boy Scout. That was a good football movie. It was really intense at the beginning when that guy pulled a gun out on the field. You've never seen that one. We had talked no. about that. The Longest Yard. The, oh, like the first that one. one. That's
1: the second one. Yeah, yeah, the first
0: one with, Adams, or with Burt Reynolds. Yeah.
1: Well, Burt Reynolds is in the second one, too. Yes. He makes an appearance. He
0: makes a cameo.
1: Oh, the replacements, I like that one.
0: That was a cute one too. The Water Boy, that was cute. Adam Sandler, you never seen that one? Mm-mm.
1: Varsity Blues, I like
0: that one. Yes, yeah, and Friday Night Lights, and We Are Marshall. And there was Wildcats. That was in nineteen late late eighties. Goldie Hawn, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. Film debut of Wesley Snipes, I think. Woody Harrelson too. Not enough football movies out now. Well, there was the Game Plan. That was in two thousand and seven. The Comebacks, Bradley Cooper, that was in 2007. Uh, see, The Blind Side was 2009.
1: So since about 2010, there hasn't been one.
0: Leatherheads with George Clooney, Renee Zellweger, that was 2008. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that one. So it's been a decade of no football movies. And I bet you're right. I bet it's because they're trying to avoid the controversy or the the image. I don't know. Hollywood just doesn't want to push football anymore, I guess.
1: No, I don't
0: think so. Then again, Hollywood's not Hollywood anymore. Hollywood is very diverse. Used to, everything came out of Hollywood, but now you've got Netflix and Amazon and Hulu. I mean, these people are making movies all over the world now. Hollywood doesn't have that strict control.
1: I wonder if it's the NFL has clamped down on it, because they've got NFL films where they're very protective. protective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe it has something to do with that. I don't know.
0: I know a lot of these films, like Any Given Sunday, for example, they had made up teams because the... NFL is very picky about who they licensed their player logos and stuff to, what movies they'll allow it. Mm-hmm. They're very strict with what you present and everything. They'll know. Interesting, though. It's been a decade, over a decade since there's been a football movie. They
1: have the show Ballers on HBO with Dwayne Johnson.
0: Good. We, we watched the first couple seasons yeah. of that and then just fell off. It's, it's, it's impossible to keep up with all the shows anymore. I can't watch enough TV. You would you would have to spend all day, every day watching T V just to keep up with all the shows. So what we've done is we've just picked a certain few and then
1: That's it. That's it. Well, I liked the show, but it just wasn't really didn't keep drawing you in. Like it wasn't that compelling. It was entertaining, but just not interesting enough for me to wanna to come back to it. Put in all the effort of like laying there and watching it.
0: <laughs> Kinda of reminds me of all the effort so of laying effort. in bed watching TV. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of, there was an old show on, I think it was HBO, where Rip Torn was on about football agents, or sports agents. Great show. Man, what was the name of that? Now, I had it totally wrong. I was thinking of Gary Shandling show, but it was Arliss. And it was on from 1996 to 2002, starred uh, Robert Wool, and that was baseball. But it was just a general sports agent, and it was on HBO. So, got that part right in here. <laughs> But anyhow, it reminds me of that kind of, you know, it's the show show about sports agents. Yeah. Which sports agents are very powerful. There's a lot of stuff going on with that right now. We'll get to that in a minute. Anyhow, let's get back to the podcast. Okay. (laughs) Enough with the movie stuff. Follow-up. Another one. Donovan McNabb had signed a 12-year, $115 contract with the Eagles in 2002. We had asked what was the longest... NFL contract. Um, okay. 12 years, Donovan McNabb. Huh. And this was right after Drew Bledsoe had signed with the Patriots in 2001 for 10 years and 103 million.
1: Wow. Now those numbers, 103 million, 115 million, that's over five years usually.
0: Mm hmm. That was almost 20 years ago.
1: But they didn't keep Drew Bledsoe, obviously, for no, that he, long.
0: that's the year he got injured. So he only was there for a year.
1: How much of it was guaranteed, I wonder? Did they have to keep paying him?
0: 30 million was guaranteed. So, he got $30 out of it. Can't be mad about that.
1: Nope, not at all. We've got some Bucks news this week. The JPP was spotted at practice today. Not practicing. He was dressed, not in pads, but he had a jersey on and was watching practice. And apparently today, he was cleared by the club and independent doctors to resume rehab activities. Whatever that means.
0: He was spotted on the sidelines the game Friday night.
1: Oh, he was?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Did you,
1: you notice him during the game? I
0: did not. I heard about it later.
1: I didn't either. That's cool, though.
0: Yeah, it's good to see he's with the team. Yeah. Especially traveling with him. Or, or, no, that was a home yeah, game. Yeah, So I
1: wonder if he'll be at Dallas. Probably not, but we'll see. He didn't have a neck brace on.
0: No. That was probably more precautionary than anything.
1: Right. They say he's just a freak healer. I believe it. You come back from, like, a half-amputated hand, and you're still able to play and excel.
0: You know that thing's got to hurt.
1: Probably. Yeah.
0: And every time he gets that hand hit, I would imagine it's quite painful.
1: Yeah. But that's what he said last year. He plays through pain all the time.
0: I do, too. When I'm playing my video games. <laughs> I get the carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> <That>
1: carpal tunnel.
0: <laughs> Whatever happened to carpal tunnel? That was so funny. It's gone. It's gone. It was a huge thing in like the late 90s, early 2000s, because every, everybody started working on keyboards. That was the big scare. Carpal tunnel syndrome was going to infect the world. You don't hear about that at all now.
1: I had it for a little while where I would, like, sleep and curl my wrists in. And I'd sleep like that and have the, like, blanket bunched up. And then during the day, my hands would kind of go numb sometimes. But i just stopped sleeping like that. Like, I would do them kind of like I'm praying and then under my head. And so (laughs) I didn't get it anymore. Stop looking at me like
0: that. That's got to be the weirdest carpal tunnel syndrome (laughs) story I've ever heard. But it fits you. you know. I got injured sleeping.
1: I got a sleeping injury. Oh, I have something later that you're going to be like, yeah, that's you, Molly. We'll get to it. Also returning to practice this week was Mike Evans. Woohoo. Uh Defensive lineman Jeremiah Ledbetter, who Woo-hoo. you liked earlier in the preseason. Yes. And then outside linebacker Anthony Nelson, which I'm like, who?
0: He's played a bit, not a whole lot. He,
1: he was one of our draft picks.
0: He hasn't okay. been too bad.
1: Right. So that's a strong... Position with the Bucks. We've got some True. good ones. That's it for Bucks News. You got any more? No. Some former Bucks have signed with other teams. Uh defensive tackle Clinton McDonald, your boy, signed with Arizona.
0: Arizona. Is that the new place where players' careers go to die? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Maybe it's like a step up from Oakland.
0: Now that the Browns are kind of up on the upswing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Browns are on the upswing, so it's not there necessarily.
0: Clinton McDonald did not get near the praiseworthiness he should have gotten while he was here. And that was due mainly to other people on the defensive line that absorbed all the credit for everything.
1: None of the blame?
0: None of the blame, ever.
1: Another former Buccaneer, Dakota Watson, linebacker, I think. What well, was he? Yes. Linebacker? Released by the Broncos.
0: Wow, all of our former linebackers are getting released, too. Yeah, Mason, Mason Foster, Foster He didn't get picked up by anybody. I don't recall. That really doesn't surprise me too much, but...
1: I thought we liked him when he was with the
0: team. I mean, he was okay. He was okay. I thought he played a little stiff. hmm Akeem Spence, our old defensive tackle. He was released by the Dolphins today.
1: I saw that one. I'm surprised we haven't done any cuts yet. I think Saturday.
0: Saturday at 4 p.m. is the deadline, but Ooh. we'll start cutting people Friday.
1: Friday, yeah.
0: And then Donald Penn. You know, he had visited the Redskins. We had talked about that on the podcast a while back, and then he signed with them. It appears he's going to be their starter. Left, Left tackle. tackle? Yep.
1: For Trent Williams? Yep. Oh, wow.
0: That, that is what Jay Gruden has said. That's crazy. It is. And that's one thing. Lovey Smith does not get the infamy that he should for blowing up our offensive line. You know, I've been saying this for ever since the day it happened, basically. (laughs) But on the podcast, you know, it's just a huge thing of mine that I've never seen a coach do that before, ever. And we are still to this day dealing with those consequences.
1: Every time I see Donovan Smith on his ass, I'm reminded of Lovey's poor decision making.
0: Donald Penn is still in the league and still playing well. Still playing better than Donovan Smith, that's for sure. He was injured last year, Donald Penn was, but we'll see how it goes from here on out. It's just craziness that we're just still dealing with the aftermath of that idiotic decision. It's the weakest part of our team right now.
1: Absolutely. It has been. It has
0: been for a long time. Ever since then. What was that, 2014? Yeah. 2014, so it's been five years we've been dealing with this.
1: In five years, you can't build an offensive line.
0: They've been trying. Easier said than done, I think.
1: Apparently uh, so. Apparently.
0: <laughs> but good for Donald Penn. I always liked him.
1: I did too.
0: Interesting character. And he was a great left tackle. What was it I used to call him? Piston? The way he would he would do his arms. He'd, he'd keep them at his chest until you got near him. And then he'd just slam those things out and hit guys. Man, he'd, he'd take people off his feet with that move. I loved it. Did you know this is a some... Enemy information here. Graham Gano is having problems at Carolina. He's injured and they don't think he's going to. Their kicker? Yeah, make it for the first week.
1: I think he struggled last year. Yes,
0: he had a rough time last year. Went to the Pro Bowl the year before. It.
1: I think all the kickers did with all the role changes that they've made. Something is happening. Yeah, something's weird happening. I would say we got an extra kicker, but fuck them. I don't want to send anybody there. No. <laughs> There's a lot of teams actually looking for a kicker, so I wouldn't be surprised if we use Cairo as trade bait or something. I don't I, know who's can you trade? even do
0: that? I mean, what would you trade for a kicker who they're not going- people aren't going to trade a lot because know. they know you they know you're not going to keep two kickers on a roster right I don't know i mean you could but if you really
1: him. need one and you want him because he's a known commodity because there's a lot of teams that are struggling with kickers and if you want to make sure you get that's your guy, that's who you want to get, maybe you do give some of that up.
0: You know that idiot from the uh, Tampa Bay Times, Tom Bassender? Yes. He's always talking about how kickers are just not that important. Right. We. I mean, does he watch football? I don't think he does. As a matter of fact, I don't think anybody there at the Tampa Bay Times <laughs> watches football. I mean, there's no way you can say that a kicker is not important with so many games that come down to a last-minute field goal. Absolutely.
1: You've Look at got- like Cody Parkey from the Bears.
0: Yeah. Who is now unemployed.
1: Unemployed because he <laughs> killed their playoff <laughs> run.
0: Yes, you have to have a kicker that can kick when you need the points. And, and they're few and far between.
1: And look at our season last year. The kicking struggles cost us games at times.
0: Our, our kicking struggles, has it's the Matt Bryant curse. Yeah. You know, we had Nugent there that did good for a while, but we just we just can't seem to find a consistent kicker. Hopefully Matt Gay. I, I, I like the guy. I mean, his... His balls shoot straight, and he's got that little shimmy. You
1: like the shimmy. I like the shimmy. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't watched Ralph's YouTube video on the Browns game, you need to check it out because he's got some clips, some Gay shimmy. He's got to make a sound effect, and he does a little shimmy like every time we're watching the game. (laughs) (laughs) It is weird.
0: Now that you pointed that out, I I think about it every time I do it. I'm like, why am I doing the shimmy too?
1: (laughs) You can't help yourself.
0: And it's just a little slight one. It's not like he's doing this big thing, but it's just a little...
1: A little shake on the shoulder.
0: Yeah. But he does it every single time, and you can tell that's his thing.
1: It's like pitchers who have their routine. I think baseball is...
0: Yeah, baseball's very bad for it. Sports Uh people are just... They're very superstitious superstitious about their routines. Falcons are trying to get an extension with Julio Jones Jones done before the season starts. Arthur Blank said uh, he really wants to get this done. They're just trying to lock him up forever. You know, They want him to retire a Falcon. Just like we want Mike Evans to retire a buccaneer. Let's get that bandwagon rolling here. Start talking about it now. So in five years when it comes up. When's his contract though? Is I don't it four remember.
1: years? I don't know.
0: Twenty twenty three. So that's
1: That's the last year of the contract.
0: That's five years, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: So yeah, so twenty twenty four is when we'll be eligible free for free agency. So let's just keep doing extensions just like they do with Julio Jones and keep him here forever until he retires.
1: Sounds good to me.
0: That's the plan, guys. But they're trying to get Julio Jones an extension to meet Michael Thomas's contract. They they want to beat his contract.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> wonder if it has to do with the start of the season too, because Dallas has some contract issues going on, and one of them they're talking about if they're going to release him, they have to do it before Week One when all of his money becomes guaranteed. So who is uh, that? We'll, we'll talk about it. In one of their defensive linemen, but. Anyway, so I don't know if the start of the season is kind of a deadline as far as that goes. They can extend it midway through the season, right? They can, yeah. Sometimes yeah. do. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, they're not trying to get a... It's it's not a holdout situation or anything.
1: Right, he's With, there.
0: Yeah, they're just wanting to extend him so that they can keep him there for yeah. longer. Yeah,
1: and it won't be a distraction mm-hmm. going into the season. Can't blame them there.
0: No. No, they should just... Go ahead and sign up a rights to the stadium and the team name and everything to Julio Jones.
1: It's a good idea. The Dallas Cowboys are not quite as fortunate.
0: That's who we're playing Thursday that's night. That's who
1: we're playing Thursday. Now,
0: this game, don't expect to see any starters from either side. Yeah. Uh, you might see Noah Spence out there,
1: though. Oh, my God.
0: I know. If he's out there, that's a huge, huge issue. That's that's really saying he's probably not going to make the roster or he's definitely not going to be a starter. So I'm anxious to look at that. But I'm really excited about this game to see these guys fight for this practice squad jobs and you know put some good film on tape. I want to see David Kenny. I want to see Mazzy Wilkins, some of these guys who might not make the team, but they're pretty decent players. They're going to be out there fighting. So I, I love the fourth preseason game just for that. You're so weird. I know. Because <laughs> you get to see it's It's like watching college football, but these guys are fighting to make this not the last game they will ever play football again.
1: And that is so sad. And it depressing. is sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's what, about a 1,000 guys are going to get cut, and most of them will never play football again, even though they played probably through peewee football and junior high and high school and college. They put just as much time into football as a doctor does into learning medicine, and now they'll never do it again after Friday. It's crazy. Some of them will go to, like, the CFL and XFL.
1: Yeah, now that that's coming up. Well, Ezekiel Elliott is holding out.
0: He's still holding out. Still holding out. I had heard that they had reached a deal, or Jerry Jones said that they had reached a deal today. You didn't hear that? No. Okay, well, maybe. I I just read a headline, so.
1: Well, I looked early this morning, but it hasn't been all over Twitter, so I think could see. Jerry Jones might have said that. They might have agreed. Right. You know, terms. Th- so yeah. the whole disconnect was that he wants to surpass Todd Gurley's $60 million contract.
0: Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, he wants love. to
1: beat Todd Gurley. So is that the thing now where they're just competing for each other's salaries to well, get the biggest contract? Because you kind of see it with Dak Prescott, too. He wants like $40 million a year. And Russell Wilson just signed this giant contract for $35 million. So now Dak Prescott is reportedly asking for $40 million and turned down $30 million from the team. So I don't know, is that a thing now where the players are just competing with each other to make the most money?
0: It's salary competition. <laughs> yeah,
1: no kidding. Because he wants more than what Le'Veon Bell got.
0: Who? Ezekiel?
1: Ezekiel. They, the Cowboys offered him like $13 million a year or something, and he balked at it because he wants more than what Todd Gurley got, which is like $14 million a year. Like really, you're fighting over 14 million, but his thing is the guaranteed money. Gurley got 45 million in guaranteed, whereas Good Lord, Le'Veon Bell only got 27 million guaranteed. So that's where the Cowboys and Ezekiel differ.
0: Interesting. Uh, it's it's the dumbest thing in the world for any Cowboys running back to make a stink about their salary or anything, because you could easily be replaced. I mean Ezekiel Elliott. If you put him on the Tennessee Titans or the the Jets or the Raiders, he is not going to be good.
1: Yeah, who was the guy that came before him? Demarcus Murray? Demarcus Murray. Where is he?
0: He went to Tennessee. A backup
1: yeah. somewhere probably at this point. <laughs> he,
0: right. I mean, it's the Dallas offensive line that makes the quarterbacks and the running backs there great.
1: I think it's the same thing with Dak Prescott. Yes. Although, I will concede, he's only earning $2 million this year. He's in the final year of his rookie contract. So I can get why he's a little irritated. The backup running back is probably making more than him.
0: So he yeah, I can understand that. But so he's on the last year. Is this his fifth year? Yeah. So they picked up his option and now he's wanting more? Is he holding out?
1: No, he's appearing. He showed up for the team. He's there for preseason.
0: I didn't think you could do that. I'm maybe on the fifth year, on the option contract you can Do that, but I know on the rookie contracts, you can't do that. You can't ask for more money. You can't do all the holdouts and stuff. Right, he's not doing that. Right, okay. He's not holding out. All
1: right. He could be franchise tag next year in 2020, but that would earn him $34 So, I guess that's what we're looking at with Jameis, too. We'll give him a contract, I think, but...
0: It all depends. You never know.
1: Right, somewhat... Oh, it was Tom Bassinger. So, he, the way that he phrased it, this is what he does. He's just a sneaky little devil. He goes, Now the rumors or the speculation's gonna start about Bruce Arians bringing in Andrew Luck in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And I'm like, No one was talking about that. You just talked about that. No one even said that or was that. It never even
0: dawned on me. Me neither.
1: But it did to Tom enough to say, You all are gonna start thinking about it. Well, we're starting to think about it because you said it. I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: I don't either. If you watch that press conference that he did when he retired, I watched the whole damn thing. It was twenty six minutes long, somewhere in that area. Fifteen minutes of it—that's no exaggeration. Fifteen minutes of it was him thanking people. He thanked everybody from his mom to Jesus to the owners to it was it was nuts. I mean, he was thanking people I'd never even heard of and his friends. It was like a award speech for fifteen minutes, but. You could definitely tell he was just like, I'm done with this. I am done. I'm tired of being hurt. And he made no bones about it. He was like, look, it's been four years of me getting injured, uh, mending, and then going through rehab. Four years. He says, I haven't had a break in four years. He says, I'm just tired of it. I'm done. Done. I don't think he's ever coming back.
1: Interesting. see
0: he's, he's He's totally lost the joy of football.
1: I don't blame him. I just, I get it.
0: But, it's a, but it's a, I
1: think it's bad timing. It's a interesting. And you're, sc- you're quitting on your team.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I would be furious of public culture. Yeah, plan. I agree. Furious. I think so, too. When I mean, you're going to do that mess, do that at the beginning of training camp.
1: Exactly. Or
0: in February, January,
1: February, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: I can understand where he would, like, if he's not sure or during training camp, he starts to get, you know, feeling bad or whatever. But, man, you can't wait until a week before regular I know. season. I
1: but to be fair to him, I think the injury didn't occur until training camp. The last injury, I think he was having a calf or an ankle ailment, hmm. and he was just like, I'm done. That's it.
0: It's an interesting thought, though, and I, I hate to give Bassinger credit for it, but it never even dawned on me that you know, Locke and B.A. have history together. B.A. was his quarterback's coach at, or offensive coordinator at Indianapolis, and he actually was – was he there for the draft? Yeah. With Luck? Okay. So they've got a real good connection. He talks about Luck a lot in his book. So that's interesting. I mean, if Winston doesn't perform well, I want to be able to go to Luck and be like, Hey, buddy. (laughs) But hey, that's not going to happen. James Winston's going to play lights out this year. Much better than he did in that preseason game Friday night. (laughs) Which he didn't turn the ball over.
1: No. That's right.
0: But man, those happy feet of his. I I thought for sure they were going to get that under control. And hopefully they did. Hopefully they chewed him out or whatever they do, where they get it in his head, stop getting happy feet. You know, only run when you know you're going to be able to get good yardage or you have no other option. Don't run because you're scared.
1: I can't blame him behind that freaking line, though.
0: But he's got to learn to maneuver around in that pocket. And you look at, well, I was going to say Tom Brady, but, I mean, he is an exception. And he does have a great offensive line. But even when his line breaks down, he just fluidly moves around in the pocket. You know, and even Jameis Winston, if he could run outside the pocket and stand there, that'd be fine. But there's a couple times in that game Friday night where he was literally running in circles with nobody chasing him. I've got i I've got a play on the the video, the YouTube video, where where I break down some stuff from the game where he literally is there, there's got a clean pocket, and he just freaks out, turns to run one way, and then turns around and runs the other way. It's just, for no reason. I mean, nobody was chasing him. Very strange. Skittish. But he gets out of way if he gets hit early in game.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that the other night, that maybe that's how you beat him is to get mm-hmm. to him early. It's kind of the same thing with Cam Newton. Yes. If you get him flustered real early, game over. Yes. You got him.
0: Cam Newton cannot control his emotions. And it must, I think it's got to do with all the estrogen going around in his body. He just, he just likes to dress up all too much. <laughs> all, that, all the soy milk. All the soy milk. He can't control his emotions. He likes to <laughs> shop.
1: Saw a picture of him the other day with, like, a scarf. He looked like a little Polish granny, scarf tied over his hair, with his stupid spiky hair sticking out. What is up with that I don't hair? know what he's doing with this hair.
0: He was on the sidelines at the preseason game last week. He had a hat on with the top cut out of it, and his spiky hair sticking out like a, I don't know, like a volcano or something. It was just really weird He
1: looking. reminds me of a cartoon character.
0: Yes, very much so. So Dak Prescott... He's wanting a new contract. What else we got for Dallas?
1: Their star quarterback, Byron Jones, was just activated from the pup list. Had surgery on his hip over the offseason, but he's not going to play Thursday night. No,
0: we're not going to see any other stars no. too.
1: But he should be ready for them for week one, so that was just some exciting news for their fan base. Last week, I talked about the Browns position battle at linebacker. The Cowboys have a position battle at defensive line. And their problem here, this is per an article on Inside the Star, and it's by Jess Haney. Their problem is they have too many good players on the defensive line that they're going to end up cutting good players just because they don't have the roster spots for them.
0: That's how we so got,
1: I'm like, that's a good problem to have.
0: That's how we got Carl Nassib last year. yeah. Cleveland had just—they just had too many players on their line that were good, and they had to cut him. Yeah. And luckily, we were high up in the waiver list, and we're able to snag him. I think we're we're fifth on the waiver list right now.
1: I hope we get an offensive lineman. The sage Ira Kaufman tweeted that help is on the way, or something like that. That's got to be the a, offensive line. What?
0: Did he give any more information than no. that? No. Mm-hmm.
1: It was in response to a Joe Bucks fan tweet about something else, and then. Somebody asked offensive lineman, and Sage said help is on the way. So we shall see.
0: Interesting. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't think our offensive line is near as bad as everybody's making it out to be. I mean, you've got.
1: It's just so glaring when you see, and it's not just Donovan, it's others that are on their ass. And it's, you know, during the game, during the broadcast, you just see it right there. You see Jameis Winston dropping back, trying to make a pass, and then you see an offensive lineman sitting down beside him. Like, that's a. <laughs>
0: Or sitting on top of him. He's
1: sitting on top of him, something, sitting there watching him get hit.
0: But everybody bitches about their offensive lines. You know, it's just it's just what happens. Anytime there's a bad play or something like that, you can always point at the offensive line. It's kind of like a general manager. Everybody bitches about their general manager, too. I, I would say we're, we're average right now. You know, last year we were below average, but I'd say we're average right now. We had some screw-ups last week, but, again, we were going up against a really good defensive line. They were playing their starters, and – you know, those guys are really good. Unfortunately, we, did, we didn't we did really have a weak, weak link in the offensive line. Everybody screwed up, except really Jensen and Marpet. You know, they had a couple screw-ups a piece, so that turned out to be like six plays, which is a lot. Yeah. It just seems worse than it was.
1: I just hope that they get into a rhythm once the season starts. I, I just, don't know. I just feel like we're running out of time.
0: I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be fine. I mean, they're not going to be... Top 10.
1: Okay, but what is it then? Like, what's the problem? Is it just well, the caliber of their opponent, or they weren't trying that hard because it's preseason, or was it the scheme? Or
0: Well, with, with last week, I would definitely say it was the caliber of the opponent. Uh, Donovan Smith played like he always does. Uh, DeMar Dotson surprised me at how he got beat.
1: But he's not getting the reps, I think, in camp and the other preseason games. Because he's old, they don't want him getting hurt. Well,
0: he needs to be playing besides Kappa as much as possible. Those two really have to work together. And Kappa just got beat. He got beat on a couple technical moves, and then he got beat by strength one time. So you know, I, I mean, it's not like it's not like he's out there pulling a Beninock last year. He, you know, he he was working. He had some good plays. I, I'm not worried about the offensive line. I mean, if we're, if they're going to screw up. Like I said, they're not top ten, but you know, they'll be serviceable as of right now. They are the weakest link on the team, though. But it's one position group is always going to be the weakest link, and if our weakest link link is average, that's a good sign. And I think they're an average offensive line, maybe even just a little bit above average.
1: Uh, you're going crazy now.
0: A little bit. I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm about See, like, talking about we're talking just a Like
1: they're 51 right. the yeah. percent. Right. Yeah. Percentile. Right.
0: If you say sixteenth is. An average offensive line. If you rank 16th in the league, that's average. Yeah. I would give them 15th. Okay. Seriously. I mean, it's, I mean, they're not bad. They got some, they got some issues. <laughs> Donovan Smith. But I think they're going to do well. They're going to do good enough. Good enough. They're, they're not going to be as bad last, as they were last year in stats wise for sure, because of the, we're not going to have that stupid rotation with the right guard. And also, BA has much more routes that are good. You know, he's got more hot routes. He's got, Uh, shorter routes on every play. You know, a lot of times, Cutter did not have anything under five-yard routes. You know, that takes time to develop. So, you know, Winston's going to be able to get the ball out quick if there's stuff coming at him, whereas he didn't have that luxury a lot of times with Cutter's offense. It's just whether he's going to see it and be aware of it now. He didn't in the Cleveland Browns game. That kind of pissed me off. But anyhow, I'm not as down in our offensive line as everybody else.
1: Our depth is a little concerning.
0: I like... God, I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail for this. I like Beninak. Uh Cole Boozer, man, he's a work in progress, big time.
1: But that's like our most important position on the offensive right, line, right? Is the left tackle.
0: Benenock might be able to play there. I don't know. I mean, I know he's right tackle material, but
1: I think they had him in left ta- at left tackle in camp. They did a couple and times. Then. They didn't even try that in the preseason, so I think that explains how it went.
0: <laughs> yeah, Noah Spence was really whooping up on Benenock and. Training camp, the the new guy Zach Bailey, yeah, he's all right. Uh, Lerebras is good. Brock Rubel, Brock Rubel, he the very little play time he's got. Eh, but he's he's extremely new too. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we're gonna be all right. I think we're gonna be okay. We got Wadford. You like he, him? Yeah, he's okay. I mean, he's average. Hey, he he could fill in anywhere. He could play center, tackle, guard. That's really his. What makes him valuable is he's a
1: Swiss Army knife. Yes.
0: I don't know who we're going to keep, though. I mean, we're only going to keep seven, eight offensive linemen.
1: So probably Wadford.
0: Probably Wadford. Don't know if Cole Boozer's going to make the cut. But gosh, we got to have somebody at left tackle behind Diamond Smith. Well, I don't know. Beninock. Yeah, might. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think there would be outrage across the fan base if we keep
0: Beninock. If we keep Beninock. <laughs> He's not that bad. I mean, offensive linemen get beat. He was the best ones. Just how often you get beat and by whom.
1: All right, let's talk about this Dallas defensive line. They've got their starters, their locks to make the roster. DeMarcus Lawrence, who they just signed to a huge contract.
0: She could stay on the field this year.
1: Malik Collins... Is probably going to be the starter at defensive tackle based on how he played last year. And they've been using him a lot in the preseason this year. So all indications are he'll be the starter. Same thing with Antoine Woods on the other side of him. And defensive end, Tristan Hill was their second round draft pick. They did not have a first round. So he was their first pick in the draft. This year? Yeah. Defensive end. So those are their starters. We won't be seeing them this week. We might see some of these guys. They're the ones probably making the roster. Kerry Hyder was their free agent acquisition. And he's been the top performer since he came to the team.
0: Do you know where he came from? No.
1: And then they have defensive end Dorrance Armstrong, who was their 2018 fourth round pick. He's a pass rusher, and he's also been a standout this preseason. He is behind Robert Quinn, who I'm going to talk about in a second who is suspended. So I don't know if he is going to take his place for those two weeks. Has not really been stated, but then we have defensive tacking tackle Christian Covington, who is also a free agent. He hasn't performed quite as well as Armstrong, but he's got a lot of versatility. So they like him. Then we've got the guys on the bubble. Defensive tackle Tyrone Crawford has a $7 million cap hit and His contract, this is the one I was talking about earlier, becomes fully guaranteed week one, and if it weren't for that, he'd probably make the team, but they'll get some cap relief by letting him go. So he may be on the bubble depending on whether they want to keep him or not. That price tag is definitely not working in his favor. This guy is the one I was talking about earlier. (laughs) I can't believe somebody named their kid this. Taco Charlton. Taco. Taco. <laughs> we
0: should we should get him on the team just so we could have taco and nacho. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then remember from the league, they named the baby Chalupa Batman? Yeah. Get it, Chalupa Batman. He was their taco, that is. Oh, they had a taco in the league, too. Yes, taco. Taco. Taco Charlton was the Dallas Cowboys. He was their 2017 first-round pick. A lot of people thought he was going to get cut, but... He's made a surprising showing during the preseason, so I don't know. He's on ourlads.com as this, one of the starting defensive ends, so I don't know. We will see. That might have been a holdover from last season. And then they've got Joe Jackson, defensive end. He was He's a fifth-round pick this year, and he's got a lot of motor and some power, so he might make it. Might be some good depth. Then everybody else— these guys are probably gone. This Maybe. is who we'll be seeing. Right. Daniel Ross, Daniel Wise, Ricky Walker, and Jalen Jelks. So we'll be seeing these guys.
0: We'll probably we'll probably see some of the on the bubble guys too. Yeah. Tyler Crawford, Taco Charlton, we might see him. Yeah. Joe Jackson. Right. Okay.
1: So Damn,
0: they got a lot of defensive line. Players. I
1: know, and, and you know, good, most of them are good, yeah. Huh. Robert Quinn, defensive end, he, they traded with Miami to get him this year and he hasn't played in the preseason because he had a hand fracture. But then he also got popped for a masking agent in his drug test by the league and they suspended him for two games. Now take this with a grain of salt because because of HIPAA, the players can say whatever they want about these suspensions for PEDs or whatever. Failed drug tests. They can say whatever they want, and the league can't go, no, that's a lie. That's not what happened. Here's what they tested positive for. You can't do that.
0: It's like, also in the CBA, too. Yeah. CBA says that the NFL can't refute uh, a player's public claim for PEDs.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. But that's what we saw with Josh Freeman.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's kind of why
1: that was a big deal. Said his Adderall yeah.
0: prescription.
1: And the same with uh, Doug Martin. Didn't he do that, That's too? That's he did it, too. It was too. Adderall. But Robert's Qu- Robert Quinn's agent came out with a statement. And I remember reading this when I came out, that Robert Quinn has a seizure, a history of seizures. Which, how you can have a history of seizures and play in the NFL, I don't really understand. But it's modern medicine, and I'm not a doctor, so... <laughs> But his agent said that his prescription medication to control his seizures was cross-contaminated at the pharmacy with a medication called probenicid, which is a medication for gout that was also used as a masking agent in the 80s and 90s for steroids. So that's why it's illegal in the NFL and why he got suspended.
0: Robert Quinn surprised the mess out of me. He was so good his first few years at the Rams. I mean, just lights out awesome. And then he's just disappeared.
1: I forgot that he was even with the Rams just now when you said that. Yeah, he racked up sacks
0: after sacks. He was unblockable there for a while. Well,
1: I think once they got Aaron Donald, it kind of overshadowed him.
0: But he just stopped playing well. I don't know if he'd gotten into off-the-field activities or He's not focusing on football as much anymore, or people have just figured him out, or whatever. I don't know. But
1: maybe he got his feelings hurt by Aaron Donald coming in there and lighting it
0: up. I, he was at Miami last year, and I don't think he did anything for him because they still suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One more little tidbit that I forgot about with the Dallas Cowboys is Jason Witten is back.
0: Oh wait, he's back with the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's okay. out of
1: retirement.
0: What? Well, back to the Cowboys. <laughs> he was a good tight end. Uh, he was one of their biggest weapons. I was happy when oh, he retired. Oh, yeah, for
1: years. Well, we don't have to play them during the regular season, right?
0: No. Nah. Might in the playoffs, so. though. Right. All right, so we got the game Thursday night. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Bucks at Cowboys. Believe it or not, I have not been able to find out if this is going to be on national TV on the NFL Network. So I'm assuming that it's not going to be broadcast nationally, which really surprised me. I thought NFL Network was going to pick it up, but it appears they're going to be showing the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Carolina Panthers game.
1: I hope it's a repeat of the score from last year. What was that, like 50 to 17 or something?
0: Steelers beat the Panthers? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Cam Newton's got a hurt foot. Have we talked about that?
1: I don't remember.
0: He might not make it for first week.
1: Which we said he's not going to finish this season.
0: (laughs) He might not even start I
1: know, apparently.
0: (laughs) That guy, what what a joke. So the game is Thursday night. Bucks at Cowboys. We're going to Jerry Jones World and going to see ourselves on the big screen. I wonder if Matt
1: Gay can hit the big TV. He should. In he the should, he should
0: hit it and break it.
1: He should. Make Jerry cry.
0: I'd like to see that. And Friday, we'll have our next podcast out. We'll be covering the game. And then I'll have the YouTube video out, hopefully Saturday or Sunday, covering the game. And then we got a bunch of other videos we're going to do. We've got lined up for the start of the season. So. Until next time
1: go bucks